This episode of the podcast is brought to you by sneaking into your friend's home and replacing all of their family pictures with photos of Steve Buscemi. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that doesn't need a sequel. Or do we? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Depends. It depends just, on who, who who's listening. And it's what. just Fred and Zed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, why do our names rhyme in that scenario? Our names don't rhyme in real life. Exactly. And Frank maybe that's and all that. Kinda. Maybe that's all that we needed for a sequel to really kick us off into high gear. Was rhyming? Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't rhyme ever. <laughs> uh, today we are discussing some of our favorite sequels ever made. In a world filled with unnecessary sequels, mm-hmm. really awful sequels, mm-hmm. there are the few that come out every once in a while and you're like, wow, I can't believe that actually worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and throughout the years, there have been not as many as I thought, at least that I could remember, that were like, wow, that was actually a worthwhile sequel. Yes. And better than the original and especially yeah i mean it's very rare if it's better than better than the original and Mm -hmm. obviously that's up to you know the person um but even just like a really good sequel is you is really hard to find for whatever reason and i think a lot of it comes down to sequels tend to be a cash grab for just movie studios Mm -hmm. it's very rare that a, you know, an original movie was set up for a sequel because the original writer or director was like, I, this movie is, you know, maybe not, this movie's too long and too much to uh, explore in, in, in an hour and a half to two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, then they set it up properly and it goes for a second one. Uh, in a lot of cases, though, it's like, hey, the equalizer was fucking uh was successful with denzel washington let's make a second one why because we can yeah money yeah exactly because money Mm -hmm. um so we want to get you know put some uh the spotlight on movies that were actually worthwhile yes now that being said zach please start us off okay so first one for me um so i don't know if we're actually going based off the fact of like sequel meaning like the movie right afterwards or sequel being that like it's in a franchise because technically like a sequel can be like anything that came out after the first yeah so with that being said um one that kind of blurs the lines because it is the third film but it's also the film that directly goes into the second like from the first movie no this is star wars no this is exorcist three Ah, I've never actually seen that. I we're getting close to Halloween ah. time. We're gonna we're gonna do <laughs> Exorcist three, um, but and you'll see. Like Exorcist three was just this film that like. So so wait. So technically, is Exorcist three a prequel? No, no. It technically is a sequel that goes into the which one? No. So the third one is directly from the first. So like it so really t- it, so the the circum like the it takes the, the things that are happening are exactly after Exorcist one the yes. first one yeah okay that makes sense um where the second one kind of just branched off and did whatever the fuck it wanted yeah um this is the actual sequel to the film gotcha and it was done in such a way where like you got the answers that you wanted and it was such a compelling story and it continued everything outside of the house. And that's where I was like, man, Exorcist 3 just kicks ass. Plus, it has, like, a decent, like, jump scare. 
Like not like not like a bullshit one. Yeah, not a bullshit one, but actually one you're like, oh fuck, okay. <laughs> so, Exorcist Three is my first pick. Wow. Yeah, I've never seen that. You will. <laughs> you will. <laughs> all right. So my uh, first pick is probably my favorite sequel of all time, mm-hmm. uh, and that is The Godfather Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's on your list. No, but I figured but... I have like three that I knew would be on your list, so I didn't pick them. Okay, yeah. But uh, The Godfather Part Two for me kind of does surpass the original Godfather, mm-hmm. and there is just so much going on in that movie, but somehow it all it, it never feels like the plot is getting lost, or you never feel like confused on what's going on. And it's and the the great thing about it is. You have the flashbacks to Vito Corleone um, when he was younger. So him coming over from Sicily as a child, his mom, his mom getting murdered right in front of him, the mm-hmm. bro- his brother getting killed. Then he gets shipped off from Ellis Island and comes over. And then you have a, then you have a very young and handsome De Niro playing Vito, which is incredible, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so that's like the 1920s, I believe. And then you go to current day where Michael is... T- taking over right after his father kind of died and and you know now now it's been a few years and and he's now running the family and there it, it is just in my opinion a flawless fucking film mm-hmm. it really really is so incredible would you say that it's better than the first i think so i i've already said that uh i wasn't listening <laughs> <laughs> uh no I, and i do believe that i i think that it does actually surpass the first one mm-hmm. um the drama is so good. I mean, when when it is when it's revealed that his wife didn't actually have a miscarriage, but in fact she ended up getting a, an abortion because she just did not want to have another child from Michael. I mean, yeah. it is just like <laughs> it is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so many just like oh my god moments in that film, uh, and and it's it's just incredible i mean like finding out that fredo betr- you know he um he ends up betraying his own brother michael and and actually almost getting him killed it it really is just in my opinion kind of a flawless film mm-hmm. uh and a really really incredible sequel to nice. a already incredible first one exactly so that's my first pick very nice um my next one i don't know if you've ever seen it uh, Mad Max 2 Road Warrior. I've never seen any of the original Mad Maxes with Mel Gibson. Mm. So George Miller really kicked in in a high gear with this one. Like the first one was cool, but it didn't feel like dystopian era because there were still like roads and like like you could see like some buildings like just broken down, but it wasn't anything like crazy. Uh, Road Warrior to me was the first incarnation that I saw of Mad Max. This was the one that I thought was the original because it was so much better. And this one really kind of like dug deep where it's like it they decided to like reshoot in like a different area. Like it's very wasteland-esque. It's all just desert. You have Mel Gibson playing like a much more like kind of grizzled, much more serious toned in this film because yeah. he's now lived in the wasteland for so long that he understands how it works. Yeah. And it just, it works out so much better, especially, too, because you have, like, such memorable things with, like, the boomerang that comes off and cuts the guy's fingers. And then you have, like, the big bulking dude with, like, the helmet on saying, um, like, you will go, we will fight, like, stuff like that. (laughs) And it just, it makes it so much more memorable because 
it they really transcended like what this could have been. They went from doing like a backyard type situation to making a full blown apocalypse. Yeah. And the third one, I don't hate. Most people do. Yeah. Beyond Thunderdome is weird. It's got Tina Turner in it. Um, and it's just stationed in like one spot where it's like, hey, here's this fight pit. And Mel Gibson has like a weird gray streak in his hair now and it's much longer. But <laughs> I like it. It's whatever. It's fuck it, right? Yeah. Fuck uh, but it. Road Warriors is where it was like, oh, fuck. Like this actually, this is Mad Max through and through right here. Yeah. Uh, my second pick is. Again, I kind of feel like it's better than the original, uh, mm. and that is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. That's why I didn't put it on my list. It's so I good. I know. I knew it was going to be on It's so there. good. I mean, we just need We have to gush about yeah. Terminator. The fact that you have a film now where Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator is no longer chasing after Sarah, but now trying to protect her. Yeah, now he's defending her. It's so cool. And you have, in my opinion, one of... I mean, honestly, man, it's such a good fucking villain mm -hmm. of the T-1000. Yes. That is like a shapeshifter of metal and can just fucking do whatever the hell he wants, basically, and can turn and, and he can he can he can take any form, basically, yes. of anything. And he is a scary motherfucker. Mm -hmm. uh, and truthfully, rewatching it, it doesn't look that bad. No, it's it not the worst It still holds CGI. up for like for the most part, like when he walks through like the jail cell and stuff like looks pretty good yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that like he really goes like full force at the end like just really trying to protect sarah um because i think this is the one that they get crushed at the end yes right? yes and you just see everything oh my god yeah the practical effects are also mm. incredible like the first one the first one's good um, but the second one, you could tell they had a lot more money. Yeah. And I mean, Arnold, like, dude, when his when his face gets ripped up, he looks so awesome. Yes. Like, he looks it's so, so good. Plus, you had again that great beginning where it's like he comes back and he steals like all the clothes and he steals the bike from the guy yeah. and he pulls out the gun. He's like, "You're not taking that," <laughs> and then just takes the gun from him. Was like, "All right." So <laughs> But again, like it shows that like this character arc of him because he would have killed that guy in the first film. Oh yeah, and now he's like, no, you know what? You live. I'm yeah, just taking yeah. your shit. He's um, he it's it's a really the the first two are just so good. The third one again, kind of eh. Mm -hmm. Third Terminator three for me is like kind of I can live it without it. And then every other fucking Terminator movie that's come out out Horrible. since are not good. That's why it's but one and man, two. Man, the first two just hit so hard. And I, in my opinion, I actually I think I do like the second one a little bit better. I do too. Yeah. Um, I got to get it out of the way. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Which one is that? The fifth movie, technically. Which is also the second. It's the, yeah. <laughs> it's the one that we. Star did. Wars is so confusing. I know. <laughs> it is the second movie, kind of. It's the one that we did. Um. And you even agreed where it's like, okay, like this is interesting because... Don't tell me what I like and what you, I don't like. I'll rewind the tape. <laughs> um, but you have where the first film was kind of set up to be like its own standalone film, nothing more added. And then Empire Strikes Back was a way where it was a creative sequel where they were like, okay, we capped off the first film to just be as is, but we left room where we could add more. Yeah, and then bringing in where it's like Darth Vader is still alive, and the Death Star is being rebuilt, and then you have like all these characters now coming into play, where it's like Luke goes to the Dagobah system to find Yoda to train to be a Jedi. Plus, you have Han Solo now kind of like falling with Leia, 
And then, of course, Boba Fett at the end. And then the masterful thing of, like, him being put into the carbonite and um, Leia yelling, I love you. And he's like, I know. I know. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do enjoy. Out of all the Star Wars, that's probably is, like, the one that I like the most. And Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Smoothest motherfucker in the galaxy. Yeah. He's he's really great in it. Um, The only... I don't like Yoda in that movie. I mean, he's a puppet. But, but he's also just, like, insane. Yes, and like, absolutely. <laughs> when I was a kid, like, I grew up with the prequels. Yes, where he could and, move around and well, he, he was actually sane. Well, he was sane and he, and he was, like, intelligent and smart. And he had, like, this kind of, you know, like, you could tell that he's been around for so such a long time. And he had all this knowledge and whatnot. And then, you, and then you get to that one and you're like, oh, he's just an old crazy man. Well, he's also been living on a swamp for 30 years. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It Wouldn't was, you go crazy it, too? It was strange. And then the the workout <laughs> montage is oh, like yeah. pretty it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The only thing that honestly pisses me off about Star Wars, well, there's a lot, mm-hmm. but um, one of the things that always kind of bothered me was I, I always kind of felt like Darth Vader never really got his like, like isn't he considered like one of the strongest? Oh yeah, Sith lords like ever. But mm-hmm. I feel like he never really gets to show his shit. He only really gets to in like the comics which it's is so disappointing like it's so upsetting there's also shit where it's like inside his suit has like shit that like constantly is hurting him to enrage him more to use the force mm. better yeah and it's like why can't we know that yeah 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 there's a lot of missed opportunities mm-hmm. with uh with star wars all right my number three has got to be honestly one of the most shocking uh, movies that I that I well not even not that the movie was shocking but just I was surprised on how much I enjoyed it and it was a one that we've already kind of discussed um pretty recently and that was Blade Runner twenty forty nine yeah uh in my opinion again surpasses the uh the first one uh just personal opinion on that yeah. I just did not really really like the first one all that much second one I mean honestly man. <laughs> it's flawless. Yeah, it's, it, I, it's I, I honestly think that it's like a like a fucking masterpiece of a film. It's just visually gorgeous. I mean, yeah, the visuals alone are worth price of admission. Ryan Gosling is he's Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. at this point. I'm like, he's, I, I know what I'm getting when when I see a movie with him in it. So when when he's like playing a subdued kind of character, who doesn't really like say a lot. It's just it's just him and everything. But it makes sense in this. Exactly. And it, and it makes sense in this movie. So I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, he's a guy that can play somebody who doesn't who just looks at people. Yeah. We just didn't need as much Jared Leto, though. Jared, he wasn't even in the movie that much. He's yeah. got like two scenes. But he wasn't anything. <laughs> he was nothing in it. Yeah, he was kind of unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man, just that movie watching it in the theaters. I, I, I was like, this is cool. But I know I'm gonna have to rewatch it, and then I just never rewatched it for years, mm-hmm. like three years. And then going back and rewatching it in my bedroom with like proper sound, you know, I have you know my my sound system and all that, and really just like giving myself to the movie and paying attention. I mean, I was just blown away by it. Uh, it's it's great. It's and it's in my opinion, it, it does it it lands in the noir category. Oh yeah. And it is a good one where you are following the character and you are actually uncovering the story with him. And I wasn't confused at the end. At all. <laughs> I was like, I understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a great film. Yeah, it was great. And it has me really excited for Dune because mm-hmm. same director. And exactly. And that looks, we're awesome. only a week away. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Cool. Um, my next one is one that you will also agree with me. 
Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Again, the better oh, yeah, of the trilogy. For sure. Doc Ock is so good. Is the villain that we needed in this trilogy. Yeah. Doc Ock has just the perfect blend of a villain where he's doing everything for the right reason but the wrong way. Yeah. And then slowly going insane because of the arms. And this was the film where, like, they really bumped up, like, a lot of, like, the cinematography and the animation for everything where it doesn't look so stagnant of Spider-Man, like, actually swinging through New York. Yeah. Um, I'm also a man who hates origin stories. I fucking, like, it, useless for a first film. Just jump right into it, please. <laughs> I'm tired of origin stories with superhero films. Yeah. But this was the better of the three. Like, this was a very cinematic film that had a lot of meaning to it because the relationship of Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man. And then you throw into, like, the the actual, like, storytelling piece now of Peter Parker trying to balance his life and slowly losing Mary Jane. Yeah. It just, it worked on so many levels. Yeah, the first two Sam Raimi's are honestly, in my opinion. I, I haven't seen many of the newer ones. Um, I saw... I don't know. I saw one of them with uh, that one kid. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. But Tom Holland. No, the other, the the one before him. I think. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I saw that. I saw one of those, and I was like, "This is not Ew. for me." I never Ew. saw the Tom Holland ones. What is that? Homecoming. Um. And yeah, there was the Homecoming. one after that. Uh, Far from Home actually was apparently really good. Yeah, I've never seen those. So, one hundred percent, Tobey Maguire is my Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I grew up with him as my Spider Man. Uh, and that's but we're an, getting No Way Home appara- too. Yeah, which apparently is bringing him back. Uh, he, that's my Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and uh, you're never going to tell me that there's a better one because that's my <laughs> Spider-Man, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah, I don't know. The first two, though, are great. And Sam – it's really it was really great to see Sam Raimi make it yeah. because you could tell he just loved the character so much. And, you know, there's a real difference between a filmmaker who is making a movie because they know that they're just going to get a fat paycheck from it and a filmmaker that actually cares about uh, – the license and, and they care about the character and, and they're actually trying to do it justice. Yeah. And you could tell that at least with the first two that he really, really cared a lot. I'm sure that he cared a lot about the third one too, but you could tell that the studio was trying, was getting in the middle of that one yeah. and kind of just really trying, fucked everything up. They were trying really hard to like push for like all these different villains and yeah. it just, it didn't, it didn't work. work out. Um, but the first two are great. Mm-hmm. Kind of a curveball for me was a film that I was Again, really nervous about, uh, mostly because I really enjoyed the first one, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if this is really gonna like hit, and I don't know if I necessarily believe that this one is better than the first, but I definitely enjoyed it because it really went for the weirdness, mm-hmm. uh, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy two. I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy two a lot. I enjoyed it a lot as well. I. I'm in that realm where the first one is better to me. I think I, that's what I was saying. I, I kind of think that the first one is a little bit better, but I can at least appreciate how weird they, mm-hmm. they, they really went for the weird factor in volume two. And this is coming from somebody who uh, doesn't even really like, uh, you know, yeah, comic book su- films, superhero films and Marvel movies. But the guardians, in my opinion is from the limited ones that I've seen. Cause I haven't seen a lot of them, mm-hmm. but by far my favorite out of they're all the Marvel films. Just fun. They they're so fun. Um, Chris Pratt is he's so char- a, like charismatic he, and just great. Such a fun gem to find as an actor too, because he was really not doing anything other than Parks and Recs, and now everybody knows him and everybody's putting him in stuff. Yeah, 
Uh, and it really is just, again, it's another fucking blast of a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I believe, yeah, no, maybe not. I don't remember. Hold on. Let me, let me double check. Cause I'm not a hundred percent on, uh, isn't, didn't Taika Waititi have something to do with Ta- it? Uh, no, no. James Gunn, mm, uh, yes. made it, but who did Suicide oh, you know Squad. What I, yes. And oh, that was actually good. Yeah, it was. Uh, that actually really was good. <laughs> I really enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> Better sequel um, too. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, Dave Bautista yes. as as uh, Drax, Drax is always like, in my opinion, he, he that was like perfect casting. Bradley great. Cooper as Rocket too is really really good. Yep. Um, I enjoy Yondu a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, Groot. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, no, Yondu is really Yondu's fun. a really really cool character. There's there's a lot of great ones. You look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Yeah, Mary Poppins is cool. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's just so many quotables. Again, another solid soundtrack because the mm-hmm. first one's got like really great music. They really like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just so much to love about about Guardians. And if you haven't watched them, I mean, definitely watch them. They're, they're honestly really, really good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a couple more. I don't know how many you have. I got, I got, a, I got a few. Okay. I, I was going to go more like honorable mentions, but... Yeah, I, I mean... But, we can go on. I got, I got like one more that I really, really want to put in and then the rest can kind of be like honorable mentions for me. Okay. Um, so last one for me then was the bride of Frankenstein. Um, I believe it was 1936 when it came out. So the first Frankenstein, while it is like this classic of universal monsters and it's Boris Karloff and it's done very well. It's not the story. Um, What's and, the story? <laughs> this is the story. <laughs> um, it's not the original story that Mary Shelley did. They changed a lot of it again to it had something to do with the fact that like the code at the time where any monsters that were on screen had to be killed off by the end of the film. One, so then that way they couldn't get a sequel, and two, because people were just scared of monsters at the time. Thirties were weird. I don't know. Thirties was a weird time for film. Yeah, but. Um, the Bride of Frankenstein was really cool because it came in immediately with Mary Shelley being like, this is my story. This is how it was supposed to be told. And Frankenstein's monster did escape. And then that's how they kind of were like, okay, we can get a sequel from this. Right. And then goes off into the story. And the story is actually what the book was about. But then at the end of it, they captured in where like creating the bride and having this really cool idea where at the end, like, the bride was made for the monster. And they look at each other, and she screams in horror of him. And he's like, this is horrible. Like, this, the monster is like, this was an act against God. No one will ever love me because we're just creatures. And the real monster is the human, and I have to destroy the tower and kill all of us inside. Yeah. It was just a really cool film, and for the '30s, like it was, it was done very, very well. Yeah, I honestly really enjoy Frankenstein a lot as a character and Mary Shelley's book of it because y- you learn like, oh, the real monsters are the people. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's such a. I guess at this point, it's kind of like been done, mm-hmm. but I mean, back then it back was like, then, oh my and god, it, it, and it really is one of those like timeless classics of mm-hmm. like. What's being said here still holds up, and we're we still just feel like we're not learning from it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's really it really is great. Um, okay, cool. 
Um, one that I really wanted to mention that uh, had to be mentioned is The Evil Dead 2. Yes. It has to be mentioned as one of the best sequels because it blended it's, horror it's so and good. comedy so well together. It, and it's, it's it, I think it is better than the first one. Uh, I, I do. I, mm-hmm. I, I believe the third one might be my favorite all yes. of a sudden. Army, Army of Darkness is clearly the best. <laughs> Wait, not, well, not clearly. Well, uh, <laughs> like, at this point in my Listen, life, the Army Ar- of Darkness is the best. At this point in my life, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's Number two, though, has so much uh, fun and really great special effects. Mm-hmm. The blood coming out of the wall and then turning black and then getting sucked back in. The, deer the stop head. the stop motion dancing of of the body him removing his hand and then the hand running around and fucking like yes. flipping <laughs> him off and stuff uh you know yeah the deer head coming everything coming alive and the mm-hmm. whole house like laughing with him and then he's going insane the mirror trick happens there the only thing that drags that movie down is the side story of like Bobby Joe yes. or whatever her name is we and don't like need all them. of that all but of we just needed people for the deadites to kill yeah uh, other than that, though, I mean, honestly, man, it is such a fun fucking movie. And obviously, we got tattoos about it um, because that's really where he actually replaces his chainsaw and he says the word groovy in mm-hmm. there. And it's awesome. One of the best lines in cinema history. He's just groovy. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> all you needed. Um, and it's just a classic. And it's forever going to be one of my favorite sequels of all time. Absolutely. All right. Time to move into some honorable mentions. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, this episodes is going to go on for four hours yeah yeah uh so first off aliens aliens is so good i i'm a big fan of the first one ridley scott is obviously like somebody that i look forward to in every movie that he does um i just enjoyed the fact that we went from isolated single xenomorph to hundreds of them and becoming an action film i just thought that it was a really cool transition yeah um incredibles 2 Incredibles 2 is fan the sequel that we didn't need but we we deserved um it's not often that you get something like 12 years later and like it actually has that same impact for you um silence the lambs is a sequel because red dragon is the first one technically so technically um and it it's just it the one of the only horror films to win an oscar at the time yeah no i love silence of the lambs Mm -hmm. a lot um what else? I had one other. Uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight is my last one. Again, we've talked about it. The Joker. It's Heath Ledger. It's the only reason. Yes. <laughs> and that's that's mine. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention Kill Bill Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Um, a really, really great fucking... It just is so good. Yeah. Uh, and again, I kind of think I like Kill Bill the first one. I think I like the first one more, but... It's just, it's incredible. Uma Thurman is great. Uh, Deadpool 2, I thought, was really an, an admirable uh, second uh, movie. Yeah. I, I just, I, I like Cable as a character a lot. Yeah. So. Um, Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. I thought, I mean, generally just as a trilogy is great. But, I mean, again, like. If the you newer go- ones? Or are you talking about Beneath the Planet of the Apes? No, no, no. The newer, the, the original trilogy, or the, the new trilogy that we did. That we did. Because Beneath the Planet of the Apes is a really good sequel to the original. I've never seen that one. Really good. They're underneath the city. But what about the one with Mark Wahlberg? (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Gross. Uh, No, but the the, the newer ones that we did, that new trilogy, um, is really, really good, Mm -hmm. honestly. They're all really, really good. Uh, 
10 Cloverfield Lane yes. being a sequel to Cloverfield, I thought was really, really good. Although I don't necessarily know if I believe that the they stuck the landing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really awesome, and that was really cool to see. And I think that's it for me. Yeah, cool. that, that is. Uh, those are some of my favorites. Very nice. Very nice. Frank, what would you like to recommend now that we've talked about our sequels? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been like reading a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently watched this video about uh this guy i don't know if you have you ever watched catfish the show yes. the mtv show i used to love it so the guy who films it all or is part of the film crew his name is max i mm-hmm. think his name is the, he's got like the gray hair um he i don't know if he's active on it i just happened to see a youtube video of his he had a youtube channel i guess i don't know again if he like still is doing it but he had a video that was at this at the recording of this it said like it was like two years ago of him going around to like Europe and stuff. And he was going around and he was um looking at all these like unique and interesting uh, libraries. And he was looking, he was trying to find like the, the coolest library <laughs> in the world or okay. in Europe. Uh, and very, very long story short, he ended up doing this thing where he, he was the guy, he was talking to this guy and he was like, you know, how many books do you read a year? And Max was like, I read this many books. And it was like, okay, so on average, you're going to read about 50 books, uh, in your entire life. And he, and Max was like, that seems okay. And he was like, well, look at this bookshelf. This bookshelf has about 50 books on it. And it was just so small. Yeah. And he was like, that's your entire life in books. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) So I was like, I really need to like, start like picking up my reading game because you know, you bought a bookshelf. (laughs) Well, no, I I just, I I am just, I want to read more books. Mm -hmm. And, um, and seeing it laid out like that was like, wow. You know, it like really like opened your eyes. So I was like, okay, I need to start, reading because he they ended up doing like some math and they're like at your speed of reading uh if you just read like three at 30 minutes a day you'll mm-hmm. read probably about five or six books in a year and that'll like you like dramatically increase how many books you read over the course of your lifetime so that being said i just finished my second book of the year but i'm starting my third and that is george orwell's 1984 oh yeah yeah. It's a classic dystopian type of book mm-hmm. um, that I've never read, but uh, I've heard about it. And apparently it's like a staple in like that in that genre. And I'm really liking it a lot. Nice. Um, I don't know if you've ever read it or if you like know what it's about, but uh, I don't run really, I don't really want to tell you too much mm-hmm. because I think that it's one of those books that you should kind of if you don't know what it's about, you should probably just go into it. It's really interesting because especially it feels very timely, even mm-hmm. though it was you know, written back in the day. Um, so yeah, I, I do recommend George Orwell's 1984. Very nice. Frank, oh, it's that time it's that, of the year. It's the, it's the best time of the year. Um, and I wanted to start off with a movie that I, I did watch and I want to rewatch it, but I, I had a really good time with it and it's a town. It is, it is a Italian horror film. Okay. Um, because if you haven't noticed, or if you don't realize what's happening, we are going we're into, we're going <laughs> into October, which means we're going back into the spooky season, which means we're doing all horror themed movie topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, spooky, scary so, stuff is back. I believe it's on Netflix mm-hmm. and it is the title of the film is called a classic horror story. Yes. I saw about this. And it is, again, it's an Italian film and I'm very, very excited to rewatch it and have a discussion. It's so weird. I was going to watch this like two days ago Good, too. And then I was like, now, now you have a reason to do it. Yeah. Um, cause I really enjoyed it and I want to just, I, I really want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, so look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank roll the credits.